Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Candid Fitness, a podcast where I share my learnings through personal stories and also invite guests to talk about their stories or share their expertise on all things fitness which includes physical health, nutrition, workouts, mental health, self-discipline and much more. In this episode, I chat with Amya Madan, a psychology graduate from Delhi University and a certified handwriting and signature analyst who fell in love with graphotherapy after she got her own handwriting analyzed by an expert. She now runs her own venture called Ecrivance, providing personality profile to individuals and not just provide but also help in improving their personality and well-being using graphotherapy. In this candid discussion, we talk about what handwriting can reveal about a person's personality, mental health and physical well-being. The interesting part is that one can also identify early warning signs of depression, societal tendencies and other medical issues by identifying certain patterns in our handwriting. And guess what? We also did a life analysis of my handwriting, so make sure you listen until the end. I'm sure you wouldn't want to miss that. If you enjoy this conversation, do leave us a five-star review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. Now come join us and enjoy this candid conversation. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I've got Amya Madan joining us today. Amya, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. It's my honor. And I'm really good. How about you? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks for asking. So you're a professional handwriting and signature analyst and uh, you've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, Tell me more about this field and how exactly do you help those who contact you for consultation? Okay, so I did my certification two years back, handwriting and signature analysis, and I have been practicing since then. How does this help is into a diverse fields. So if you talk about the students looking for career guidance or professionals who are a bit confused as to which career they should go in, or those working professionals and organizations who are looking for employees, this is something which can really help you out. Because through this handwriting and signature analysis, I provide the personality profile of the person. So the entire personality of the person can be seen just by looking at their handwriting and their signature. And that is the uniqueness about graphology. So once you get to know about a person's subconscious and what are their dreams, their fears, and the subconscious part of their personality, you can actually know a lot about that person. And that could be applied to a lot of fields. For example, if you want to select some candidates out of a lot of pool of candidates that you have got. So you just go through their personality profile and then select the one which matches the job profile that you are looking for. Similarly, if you are a student, you can probably look at the Holland's model as to which career uh, path you should go in. And this personality profile will help you to choose that career path that suits your personality and not the one which your family or relatives ask you to go in. And this is how graphology and not just that, graphotherapy can help you. Because if you find certain weaknesses in your personality or there is something that you would like to improve, as in your confidence, your communication skills, and even your concentration or just to relax, there are a lot of formations that you can practice which can bring about an improvement and change in your personality. Okay, that's interesting. So is this something that helps uh, young children as well, children who are say in the in the age group of say nine to twelve, who are in school and have been facing difficulties either to 
socialize or interact with their peers or uh, participate in debates or certain fears that they have within them right does psychology yeah. uh, help them as well and how how does it work like so for example if if a parent comes to you and they say that okay my kid has some problem and i don't know what what's the issue he's he's been acting differently please help us understand the root cause by analyzing their handwriting you come up with certain root causes then what next how do you then help the child come out of the issue that they are facing all right so uh, generally we do not recommend somebody to get their full proof handwriting analysis if they are from the age below 15 because at that time your handwriting is not really stable or it is being it is in the formative stage so after 15 years your handwriting actually starts becoming stable in terms of the personality you have but as you mentioned for the help for the students who are 9 to uh, you know 15 years of age they can actually be helped because at that stage they are actually learning certain formations we generally uh, refer to cursive writing books in schools that you know bring about a change in your handwriting make it more beautiful but what we don't realize is that even though we are being taught by the same teacher in the same class in the same school all of our handwriting becomes different and that is the uniqueness of handwriting analysis because just like your unique personality your handwriting is also unique and not just that even statisticians claim that if you have to find a person who writes exactly the same the chance is 1 in 68 trillion that means your handwriting is as unique as your fingerprint and therefore it's important that you teach the students to start making certain formations which can help them in the long run so for example the necessity of this world is that you should be more confident you should have good communication skills and even if you have to go into a particular job there should be more concentration or more creativity and therefore if you know how to do that it can help the child in the long run for sure and if talking about the parents they want their child and whenever they send them to school they want their child's holistic development and today when we are focusing a lot on mental health as well these certain formation changes can help them a lot so it's really very really easy when i say handwriting it's actually your brain writing it's your brain who's commanding the nerves to write in a particular manner and graphotherapy works on the reverse psychology so now you are training your hand and your nerves to write a particular formation in a particular way which then sends messages to your brain to function in that manner and all this works on a 30 day process so if you consistently and diligently practice for 30 days you can actually bring about that change in your personality so psychologically what happens uh, when somebody is trying to make certain changes in their handwriting do you have certain examples that you can give us so that it becomes real in the sense what exactly happens what what does a person goes through when they are trying to make certain changes to their handwriting and how does that reflect into their personality okay so as uh, you have seen in our older generations or ancestors saying that you should always think of higher and you should always go up in life and that is a very simple logic which even the layman can identify in people's and their own handwriting and can change that as well so for example if you are talking about people who feel a little gloomy who have some depressing thoughts 
they actually write their baselines in a very descending manner. So whenever you notice them writing on a plain blank sheet, their baseline of the sentence will generally go down. And that shows their loss of interest and enthusiasm into a particular thing. However, if you find somebody who is really active and enthusiastic, full of energy to do the work, they actually have an ascending baseline. And that is why what we recommend people to have is, if you see yourself going into a descending baseline or you have some uh, depressing thoughts, it's important that you change that baseline to an ascending one. And when you practice that, your brain gets trained to become more energetic, more active, and even more enthusiastic. And that is how, that is a simple change that you can bring about in your handwriting when you are writing it. Okay, that's interesting. So you are saying that the handwriting itself is an indication. And you just mentioned that, that you can, if you start writing in a way that your baseline starts ascending, you'll start feeling more energetic. But how, how is that possible? Like, I'm finding it really hard to imagine that instead of working on the causes of my de depression, the, the root causes of why I'm feeling low, if I change my handwriting, I will start getting out of that feeling of uh, lethargy or, or that feeling of loneliness or lowness. How, how does that work? Is there a scientific explanation to that? So as I mentioned initially as well, that whenever you're writing, it's your nerves that are working and your nerves are directly connected to your brain. And whatever is happening is happening inside the brain. So the subconscious thoughts that you're having, which make you feel a little depressed or gloomy, is all because of that chemical reactions going on in the brain or some subconscious past thinking that is going on in your brain, which influences you to think into that matter. And then that makes you feel a little depressed. Even people are really very moody and that can be identified through handwriting as well. But how does it work is when you are training your nerves. So when I'm asking you to practice every day for 15 to 20 minutes, it said that the habit even generates after 21 days. So when you diligently practice those certain formations, your nerves start working in that particular manner. So if I'm just putting up curved lines, it has something to do with relaxation methods. And when that happens, your nerves are sending a signal to the brain to act in that manner. And when that change happens in the brain, it can be seen in your personality. It can be seen in your subconscious because you might not feel that you're going through that. But uh, when we say in psychology, a person's behavior actually depicts what they are going through subconsciously. So you look at their gestures, you look at their body postures their eye movements, facial expressions, all that reveals something about their subconscious. And graphology is similar to that as well. So it's not consciously being depicted to you, but it's subconsciously acting a lot. So does that also help identify people who may have suicidal tendencies? Of course, yes. So I give you an example. If you go through any of the suicidal notes, and if you just look at their signatures as to how they are doing it, the people who generally uh, do suicide or who attempted to suicide, they generally, whenever leave a note, their signatures are such that they cross their entire name. So they'll just destroy their signatures with their own lines, which shows how much hatred they have for themselves. And not just the signatures. If you look at their handwriting as well, it'll be so shaky 
and it will have the descending baseline that I talked about. It says that they have lost all energy and they have really become, they have given up in life. They don't want to put up that much mental energy to do into something. And that is because they have lost that interest, which is clearly been seen in the handwriting and signature. So if you find somebody around you who actually crosses their signatures with a line or a stroke or crosses their own name, it's because they have started hating their own self or there is something about themselves which they don't like. And therefore, the professional help is needed at that point of time. Is that also an indication of low self-esteem? Yeah, so low self-esteem can even be identified in people and it can be improved. But talking about the suicidal tendencies, it's extreme to the hatred that you have developed for yourself. That's really helpful. So what happens with people who, who are into, say, calligraphy or, uh, you know, who, who consciously work on writing cursive? How do you identify patterns in, in such people? Because they are used to writing beautifully, right? So they may not have, I mean, they are artificially changing their handwriting. So they may not depict those natural personality traits that you would otherwise see in other people. So what do you do in such cases? Okay. So there are two distinctions of handwriting that we generally make. One is the cursive one and one is the printed one. So you might have seen people who write in printed letters. And it clearly shows that they don't want to reveal about themselves. And that is the way they have adopted to writing. However, if we talk about calligraphy and the people who actually make those things. So what they miss out is as a person who is, uh, you know, beautifully writing the things and beautifully writing the letters, they are just trying to make them look beautiful. But what they don't know is that the beauty of the letters is not what we are seeing. What we are seeing is actually the strokes, the curves, and the way they are making their baseline, leaving their margins, etc. So that is something which they cannot generally change. And that what a graphologist can look at and therefore reveal their personality as well. So what sparked your interest personally in this field? Uh, so much that you decided to make this your profession and now you're starting your own business. Not starting, but actually you're running your own business. So uh, I came across this uh, science. Actually, I call it a unique blend of science and art both. Because uh, when I came across it, even I was not aware of what signature analysis is. We all have heard about palm reading, even face reading, numerology, everything that could tell about your past, future, etc. But when I came across this in one of the fests that happened in uh, Delhi University, a stall was put up there and a person was there who said that I'll tell you about your personality with your uh, handwriting and signature and it intrigued my interest as to what it really is as in it is allowing me to know about myself so I tried it and when she started speaking about my personality I was actually wonderstruck the way she told about each and everything which I knew, but I have never told anyone or probably it was like a mirror reflection for me. So I knew who I am as a person, but somebody telling me continuously for five minutes that this is something who you are, it gave me a lot of introspection as well. And it uh, increased my interest as to, wow, it is really nice. As in, I can just look at a person's handwriting and know about that person in just three minutes. And this is something unique. And being from a psychology background, Obviously, I like knowing more about the people 
why they do a particular kind of behavior, why are they doing something which is different from others, that is the individual differences that they show. And therefore, I tried to connect all, both these fields. And now, taking up into a business model came up when I joined the course in Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And that developed my entrepreneurial mindset, which helped me to make my skill into a profession or as an entrepreneur start my venture. And this was how the journey began. Great. So far, uh, after interacting with so many people and handwriting uh, and analyzing their handwriting, uh, are there some intriguing analysis that you've done you would like to share? Yeah. One of the analysis that I would like to share for sure is in which I actually saw a person's health conditions. So while I'm talking about a person's personality and I'm talking about their mental health state, etc., even some aspects of your handwriting can also reveal kind of your physical health. So in terms of your heart, whether your heart is getting the required amount of nutrients or not, whether you're getting the right amount of oxygenated blood in your heart, or whether there is a lot of blood fluctuations that happen. So one of my relatives had so, and she contacted me for handwriting analysis, just as I was doing it for everyone. And the way she responded to, how can you know about that I am going through frequent blood fluctuations? And that was something I could actually tell her that it is something that you're going through. And she said that even my doctors have said that I have frequent blood fluctuations. You don't even know me. How can you know about that? So this is how, uh, that was a really good case that I encountered. And uh, I have been helping her as well. And she's thinking about that change. So apart from the medications that you're taking, if there's something which is happening in your physical health, it's important that you might even try graphotherapy as well. When we talk about yoga, when we talk about other therapies like cognitive behavioral therapies, graphotherapy is also one such easy and convenient method which can bring a lot of change in your personality and your health condition as well. So when you talk about these patterns which are related to health, uh, how seriously should one consider these? Should you consider this as a pattern that might lead to certain, it's a, it's a trigger or an indication that you need a medical checkup? Or is this something that you can rely on and say that definitely there's a problem? Okay, so it can be used since a lot of research have not been done in this regard. So we can predominantly say that, no, you have this problem and you are going to get a heart attack. No, it's not like that. It can be used as a pre-diagnostic tool. So when you are a health professional or you are sitting in a clinic, if somebody comes to you and you just make them write few sentences and you see that there is something which is there with, wrong with this person's health, you can probably recommend that particular test to them. Because nothing can beat the uh, medicinal practices that we are doing and the advancements that we have done in medicine but of course, if you have some of your relatives or friends, and just by looking at their handwriting, if you could know that there is something which might be wrong in there, because as a child, I'm not going to a doctor to go for checkups. I'm not going to ask him, please do my heart checkup, whether my blood pressure is good, until and unless I face that situation. So if you could just see, that would act as warning signs for you. And if you could see those warning signs in a person's handwriting, then of course you should go for a checkup. 
that makes a lot of sense like you can consider them as warning signs and then go for a proper medical checkup and it's good to have those warning signs right because otherwise you always have to do a complete medical checkup which is good to do uh, on a regular basis but if your handwriting is revealing certain things then it's great so if somebody comes to you and you tell them certain patterns in their behavior like for example say pick up low confidence you pick up a pattern and you tell that person that you probably have low confidence or you have imposter syndrome because of these patterns in your handwriting so can that person change those patterns on the, on its own and improve their confidence or the imposter syndrome they have or do you think that person should actually be working towards their goals to improve their confidence like for example there are a lot of people who are creating content nowadays right uh, on social media and a lot of people have that fear that their content is not perfect uh, and they have that self esteem issue that if i put out my content uh, or i put myself out there people may not like me uh, now that's an indication of low confidence low self esteem uh, imposter syndrome so would you change that person's handwriting or would you recommend that person to start making content and posting it more so that they get used to it and get over that fear okay so for those people who start doubting their own self because of the persons other people's judgment and perceptions we call as are tend to having uh, you know low self esteem or the confidence starts to waver in terms of what people's perceptions are so in that case i can't change the other person and i can't even stop them from posting something on social media but how i can help them is by changing certain aspect of their personality so that they improve their self esteem and confidence so that no matter what others are saying that their perceptions and judgments are not going to affect your perception about yourself so it's not about changing others it's not about stopping you from doing something but it's about changing your perception for your own self so that your confidence doesn't waver or you stick on to your worth in your own eyes which is the most important and that can be brought about by graphotherapy very easily and that can be identified very easily as well so there are some people who start doubting their own worth because of the criticisms of others or because they are really very sensitive to criticism about their thoughts their looks their appearance etc and that can be easily identified and changed through graphology okay so not just identified it can also be changed yeah wow that's that's interesting so a lot of people have this question that i'm getting into a relationship and i want to understand if my future wife is a shopaholic or not are there ways you can identify that uh, using graph graphology definitely this is something which most people like to learn about and i even posted a blog for it because this is something which people want to know if they are going out with their friends or even their future partners and if they are in relationship so that they get to know more about the person so simply by looking at three traits which a layman can even see if you think somebody's margin is irregular if you see they have long down strokes in their letter y and g and if you see that there is a little right word slant in their handwriting this shows that this person will be really impulsive in buying things what actually they like is the materialistic things 
So they like to gather accessories, gadgets, and do a lot of shopping. And they're definitely shopaholics. But I don't recommend doing it on your own every time because since you're not an expert, you might end up making yes. judgments about the other person. So the disclaimer that I always say is you need to go to an expert graphologist to get the entire personality because there might be some other traits attached to it as well, which define the person's entire personality. But yes, for the early signs before you go out with someone for shopping for sure, and when you know that you are going to pay for it, then you can probably ask them to write a line and look for these signs. Yeah, and I completely agree that, you know, you can't just take on face value what the particular analysis says because coming from a data background, I know that there could be certain correlations which are indication of something else. So you always have to understand the context and understand why you are getting a certain insight. It could be related to something else. So let's get to some fun stuff. I had shared my handwriting with you. Uh, you had asked me to write two sentences on a white piece of paper three times and then you sent me my analysis and it's a long analysis so i'm not going to go through all of it but there are certain things which were interesting and i would like to discuss those with you so one of the things you mentioned was that uh, you're a very and i'm reading it out from the report so it says you're a very good listener and you listen to each and everything one has to say. And that is the reason people are easily able to communicate with you because you listen to each and every fact very patiently. If you would have asked this question to someone who knows me from 10 years, 15 years back, that person may not agree with that. But if you ask someone who's met me five years, six years back, or somebody who's worked with me recently, they would definitely agree with this because there's something that I consciously worked on in recent years, in last six, seven years. So this is quite spot on. Uh, the next thing which is interesting is you said you are a secretive person who does not disclose your secrets to everyone openly. Uh, there will only be a few close people who would know your secrets. Now, this to me sounds like a, maybe, maybe it could be a generic one because I'm trying, I don't know if there's any person or, and you can tell me based on your uh, analysis of different handwritings. Do you come across people who are open to sharing secrets with anyone and everyone? So, okay. In terms of secretive, most of the handwriting samples that I have got, they have this trait usually that they are secretive in terms. But there are people who show such traits in which they are secretive, but at the same time, they're talkative and love to gossip a lot. So those are the people who will keep and safeguard their secrets, but other secret can go on from here to there. So this is one another category of people who even show that they are secretive, but they have that additional trait in them as well, that they might not be able to keep up other secrets with them and that might get passed on from. And at the other end, there are also people who are uh, open book, you say, that they're really very honest and frank. So whatever they have in mind, they'll straightforwardly say that. And that is another category who cannot either keep their secrets nor the secrets of others. So these are the three dis uh, distinctions that can be made on the basis of if you are secretive, if you can keep your secrets as well as other secrets, and being a person who can you know pass on other secrets but keep your secrets. Yeah. Now with that context, it makes a lot of sense because I don't gossip at all 
so that analysis is quite spot on then you said you are a person who is well aware of your abilities and skills and also holds good confidence thanks for the compliment your goals are also practical enough in accordance with the kind of resources you have and the skills you possess people's perceptions and judgments about you doesn't really waver your confidence on your own abilities because you are self aware of your worth so again self awareness is something that i've been consciously working on uh, in last 2 3 years so i do get wavered sometimes but this is something that i consciously work on so maybe that has in a way reflected in my handwriting so one thing i would like to say for that is that since you're already trying to improve your personality that change is also being depicted in your personality traits so if you find your handwriting some 6 or 7 years back then you should get it analyzed and see the comparison for yourself as to how much you have changed and you as a person could really tell as to on what on areas you have worked or what all changes you have consciously brought in which has started to be depicted in your handwriting as well that's a very good idea i, I do have some notes from my college and school days so maybe i'll send it to you and and then we can see if 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 there is definitely a big change or not so this is one more thing that i do when i love doing it so i ask people to give their handwriting some years back and now so now when we were in the school uh, at that time we had different perceptions we were all together a different person but probably now the profession we are in has changed our personality altogether and when we see that change it is something really very interesting to look into yes 100% profession has a big role to play in our personality and i'm coming to one of those points in in a few seconds so uh, another point you said was you also like to talk to people and are curious about various things but even though you tend to talk a lot you make sure that you do not end up revealing all your secrets which makes sense now that you've mentioned that it's not just my own secret it's also about other people's secret so that is in a way true because i am generally interested in uh, people and i like talking to them and I'm, i ask a lot of curious questions but at the same time i don't talk about other people so that is spot on next thing that you said was or that was mentioned in the report is you are a very objective and logical person what works for you the best is logic and facts so if somebody presents before you certain facts and figures that are more logical and practical you are more likely to be convinced by that and this is something which is related to my past profession which was uh, analytics and data science so in data science you are analyzing data it's all about data and facts you analyze them and you, then you come up with insights based on some business logic and i think over time doing that repeatedly all the time has uh, inculcated that habit of figuring out logic out of everything so that is also something that makes sense another live example that i would like to give you on this statement that you said so i don't know you as a person but i just told you about your personality looking on your handwriting only so now while going through this interview and the conversation that we are having what i focus is the kind of questions you are asking is something related to a lot of logics and scientific and now i can actually say that whatever analysis i gave you about it is actually true because that is what kind of questions you are asking as to how scientifically this uh, science can be proved how scientific is graphology and how logically and practically it can be applied exactly so one thing that you mentioned which i did not understand so maybe you can shed some light on this one 
So you said you feel good when you are at home. However, you seem to be a little more concerned about your home than usual. This leads you to overthink about the place that feels like your home and are always preoccupied with the thoughts of it. So even if you are out of your house, you will always have thoughts concerning your home. So this is something a distinction can be made between your home and your house. So I'm not talking about the four walls of your house, but what I'm talking about is home or the people around you who make you feel like home. So a home is a place which uh, gives you comfort, which is somewhere you can go at any time if you're stressed out or something like that. And that is what is being conveyed by it, that there is some part of your mind or your heart, which is always preoccupied with the thinking about the people who make you feel like home or probably your actual home where you're living in. It could be because there are certain things that has to be done at the back end or there are some pending works that have to be done, which makes you preoccupied and makes you overthink about those things. And that is what is being uh, said by said by the statement. So what are some of the patterns that made you feel that in, in the handwriting, if you can? Okay. So for looking at, uh, so there are different letters. We have 26 alphabets and there are 26 traits related to that, apart from the baseline and strokes that I talk about. So just by looking at letter A, a person's feeling about their house, actually about their home can be revealed. So if I'm saying a person who is writing a very stringed A, such that it is not really visible. So these are the people who don't feel like staying at home. They are so pressured at home. And these are generally the students whose parents are a little bit strict or they, they actually don't feel like staying at home because when they're staying at home, it's because their parents will scold them or will have an argument with them or something like that, which makes them leave their house and just go out. And on the other hand, they are the people who write a very broad A, such that in a way that it is a little more compressed than the usual. So these are the people who love to stay at home because that is a place where they can be as lazy as they can. So they feel that it is a place where they can relax to their best and just lay down on the couch for the whole day and nobody is going to say them anything. And that's how the identification is done in traits related to your feelings about your home. Okay, interesting. Uh, so next one, this is very interesting. So you mentioned that you also put your heart to a lot of, through a lot of strain, but do not provide it with the right amount of nutrients that it requires. And because of which, you're not getting the right amount of oxygenated blood and it also leads to fluctuations in your blood pressure. It is highly recommended that you eat more nutritious diet and exercise more in order to keep a balance between the amount of work you do and your blood pressure. Now, someone who knows me well would not write those last few lines about eating nutritious diet and exercise because I'm someone who's very particular about my diet and I exercise regularly. But there are certain notes that I wrote in my uh, notepad while I was writing before giving my handwriting to you. And I sort of have an explanation of why you felt like this, but I want to hear your explanation. What patterns did you see which made you feel like my blood, is, uh, blood pressure is fluctuating and, and I need to provide more nutrients to my heart? Okay. So the part of providing more nutrients and exercise is just a recommendation which any nutritionist or, or dietitian might give you. 
but what as a graphologist i see in your handwriting is that uh, in the letter b i identified that there is some formation which should not be there and which clearly reveals that you might have a fluctuating blood pressure and when i say a fluctuating blood pressure it clearly indicates that your heart is not getting the right amount of nutrients with respect to the kind of work you are doing so if you are doing a lot of work the entire day and you are probably not able to relax or just calm down for few seconds just in a just to ensure that your heart is getting the right amount of oxygenated blood it should get is revealed by that letter b and that is why i mentioned that now since i don't know your medical history or i don't know your medical past so it's something which i cannot say but just as a handwriting sample which i see i found th- that trait in that particular handwriting sample okay so now i'll tell you what did i write in terms of how i'm feeling when i gave you my handwriting so i wrote it at around 9:30 pm at night and i sleep by 10 10:30 and that was the day when i went for a run after a very long time so i was exhausted and i also had a conversation with a friend a very old friend who was talking a lot of lot of different things which were the connotation of the conversation was very negative so i was very drained out after that conversation so i was drained out mentally and physically i was exhausted because i went for running after a very long time and i did like 3 4 kilometers so that could be something that got reflected in my writing because i was tired i was mentally exhausted and it's very uh, intriguing that you picked it up in the handwriting very interesting so that's why i say that it also depends upon the situation and the context in which you are writing so if i ask you to write at a point of time when you are really stressed out and you are having some depressing feelings might be you had something uh, related to uh, you know something which disturbs your mind a lot then that comes to be depicted in your handwriting and that is why what we say is before coming on to a conclusion it's important that you observe the handwriting samples of the people over a period of time because i might be in a happy mood today and i will show those enthusiastic factors and it should not be the criteria of hiring me for a job that requires a lot of energy probably after another day i might be depressed and that fluctuation might be seen in my handwriting and therefore for that consistency of personality traits it's important that before taking up a particular decision you track the handwriting of that person over a period of time so when you say over a period of time is there a thumb rule of how many days you should consider not really but in the first handwriting sample if you see that a person is a one who is moody then it's recommended that you at least take three samples of that handwriting or at least make them write three pages because just by looking at six lines that i recommended you cannot reveal the moodiness of that person and how it is going to change or hamper over the situations that person might show unpredictable reactions at time as well and therefore it's important that you take as many lines and as many samples as possible so as to see that consistency of personality patterns okay makes sense so can handwriting analysis and graphology also change the underlying personality of the person and when i say underlying personality i mean the uh, the the very basic foundational personality like for example somebody is extrovert uh, somebody is an introvert and somebody is a mix of both can that personality can also be changed like for example if i look at myself i used to be an introvert now i am 
I, I would place myself as an ambivert, but I'm leaning towards introversion. If I want, can I change my personality from an ambivert who's leaning towards introversion to either an extrovert or an ambivert who's who wants to lean towards extroversion? Is that possible? Definitely, because when we talk about person changing from introvert to an extrovert, just because their job demanded them to be. So when you talk to a person who has been doing a job into sales and marketing and who, who was earlier an introvert, and now they have become an extrovert probably because after four or five years of experience, it is what their job demands to be. So graphotherapy says that within 30 days as well, you can start to see that change in yourself. Because as I mentioned, it is working on your reverse psychology and it's acting subconsciously on your brain. So when you're training your brain in such a way that, no, I have to go out, I have to be more expressive, I have to be a person who is outgoing, also developing on your confidence at the same time and communication skills as well. So there would be a lot of reasons as to why a person is an introvert. There could be reasons that they fear the public. There could be reasons that they do not have that much of confidence. There could be reasons that they're not able to communicate and express their opinions. And even if they do so, they might even be sensitive to the criticism they might get if they express those opinions or thoughts. So taking into consideration all these factors, if that root cause can be identified as to why that person is not so much outgoing and when that transformation can be brought about in the change, then a person can actually transform their own personality from an introvert to an extrovert, for sure. And I think it's important to make that distinction that whatever changes you want to make, it has to come from within. Like, if I say I want to become an introvert, sorry, if I want to become an extrovert, but I don't really want to work on that, then I can try and change all my handwriting patterns, but it will not actually happen. It has to come from within, which is similar to what, yeah. what I uh, suggest and talk to people a lot in the fitness world as well, that it has to come from within. You can hire coaches and you can read a lot of books, but unless it comes from within that, okay, I need to make a change and I need to take charge of my health, it will not happen. Definitely, because that manifestation has to happen. So until you visualize what change you have to bring about, no matter what kind of therapy or medicine you are going through, you're not going to get. So when we talk about at times about the placebo effect, we say that just by eating those sweet, uh, sweet medicines, you can bring about a change. There are patients who have, you know, actually got treated with that effect. That is all with the internal motivation and willingness that they have. And until and unless you have it from within, you cannot bring about that change, no matter how much different techniques you try. Uh, how can people contact you if they want to get consultation from you? Okay. So I have my website uh, called www.acrevongraphology.com. And you can uh, see the different services that we offer to diverse areas and to diverse age groups of people and how they can help in how they can get help in signature transformation, maybe working on their career guidance, compatibility assessment, and just by the handwriting analysis to get their personality profile. And not just that, they can also find me on my LinkedIn and contact me. And uh, if you want, I can even share my contact number. Okay, sure. I'll put all those details in the show notes so that people can access that. Sure. Great. 
this has been a wonderful conversation amya thank you so much for enlightening me with so many things and also having a conversation around my own uh, handwriting analysis i'm sure i'll have a more detailed discussion with you afterwards uh, but it has been pleasure talking to you sure it was my pleasure to be here because i got to know what people think about the science and i got to actually uh, look at those questions as to what are the perceptions of people related to graphology and it was my pleasure that i was able to clear them out and i hope you were satisfied with the answers that i was giving yes i am i'm not 100% convinced but again like any other science or any other practice you have to do it and try it over a period of time to be 100% convinced just correct just by talking into someone or just by listening about something or reading about something for someone like me who is always thinking about things from a logical and factual perspective it takes time for me to uh, be 100% convinced with something right. but uh, the the analysis that you did Uh, for me uh, based on my handwriting is quite accurate so it it makes a lot of sense to me that's great all right thank you so much and have a great day thanks a lot guys this was amazing thank you so much for listening until the end if you have any feedback or have suggestions for upcoming podcast don't hesitate to connect with me on social media links are in the show notes and if you enjoyed this episode please spare a few seconds to leave us a five star review on itunes it really is helpful I hope you learned something new today and speaking of learnings make sure you subscribe to this podcast and I'll see you in next episode until then take care and be awesome